This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Welcome to the program Warning with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International and Eagle Saving Nations. Visit our website, worldministries.org, that is worldministries.org. Click on Eagle Saving Nations. Read the pastoral articles defining the mission and purpose of Eagle Saving Nations, where we need another great awakening in this nation and other nations to save the liberty and freedoms of Christian believers and the nations. Sign up for Eagle Saving Nations. Support the work of sharing the truth of the need of the Holy Spirit baptism in the believers today. Today's message is a continuance from yesterday with evangelist pastor Paulette Williams sharing part two of Be Strong in the Lord and in the Power of His Might. And now let's continue where we left off yesterday. There's escalators. We're in a department store. There's, it's huge. (laughs) I'm like, God, where is that kid? Now, my first thought, he said, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts, Paulette. The first way I thought to go was to go up the escalator. That he would just run up the escalator for fun because it's moving. (laughs) And my first thought was that. And I said, God, you're looking at him and you see him and I don't see him. (laughs) Step of a righteous man is ordered of the Lord. Order my steps. I want the kid back. (laughs) I don't need him snatched. And I'm about to take off. I keep looking at the escalator. And God is just like, be still. And I just got real still. And then he just led me to the little round uh, rack right off to my right. And my son was in there. Isn't that God? I'm always like, God, you can see, you know, you have understand everything I'm not understanding. I was going to go up the escalator. The kid would have still been where, where we were. So he thought, let's play hide and seek. <laughs> but God, and that's why you trust God. That's why you look to God. Because anytime I've ever lost anything, he'll show me right where it is. Amen. And I'm also a firm believer. I take it a little further than that. Because one time I lost the diamond off my wedding ring. And I was in the car. I didn't get out of the car. I was in the car, and I looked down. The prong had broke, and the diamond was gone. And I was like, okay, it's got to be in the car. But someone had come to my car and said something to me, and my hand did go outside the window, 
But I was like, God, you're looking at the diamond. So I, I was in the front seat, passenger side. I looked all over. I got out. I looked in the back seat, looked all over, looked on the floor, looked everywhere. And I said, God, I want the diamond back. You're looking at it. Give me the diamond. And I said, on top of that, if it went somewhere that I can't find it, just make it materialize. <laughs> I'm not joking. I finally just sat still. Be still and know I'm God. I sat still and I waited for him to answer the prayer. Give me the diamond back. And then it was like, get out of the car and go look in the back seat. I got out of the car, looked in the back seat. It's sitting on the middle of the floor in the back seat. <laughs> I looked back there. I was frantic. <laughs> I looked on the side. I looked everywhere. But I'm a firm believer that he loves me unconditionally. I can be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. It's his almighty power. That diamond was not there. But God loves me. He gave me back my time. And I just, I stood in awe of him because he made it materialize. Because he knows all men's hearts. And he know that broke my heart to lose that diamond just that fast within minutes. And I hadn't noted that the prong was half broke. I didn't note it. But he gave me the diamond back. So what's impossible for God? Nothing. Nothing. What's impossible for you? Thank you. Thank you for answering that. Nothing. You are the temple of the living God. He can do all things because you can do all things because of him. Be strong in the power of God. Be strong in the power of Jesus Christ. Realize everything he's done for you. It wasn't for himself. He's 100% God. He's 100% man. But he did it for you. He shed his blood for you. He died on that cross for you so that you could be empowered so that he could have a body and be, be the head of the body of Christ. But what he does, you do. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen, church. So let's look over at Corinthians 2, 6. Come on, come go with me because we're talking about being strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. It takes the spirit of the living God for you to be successful. Corinthians, not Corinthians, Colossians 2, verse 6, and it reads, As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Walk ye in him. If you walk in him as he dwells in you, then what's impossible? You've got unlimited power. You've got unlimited power. You've got strength to stand. And having done all to stand, you stand therefore. Thereby you abide, you continue in God. So when you're standing for your healing, you stand and do what the things God places before you. I had talked about how my husband uh, went from with the cancer and you're supposed to for a prostrate for a man is supposed to be zero to four. And his was 217. 
So they're like, oh, we don't need to biopsy that. We already know you got cancer. Now he's in stage 4B because it's gone from the tumor that's in the cancer, that's in the apostate, to the lymph nodes, and now has traveled in different parts of his bones. So yeah, that's a, you know, recipe for death. But you will live and not die and declare the glory of the Lord. Right there, you put scripture to it. Because Jesus said that when Satan challenged him. Oh, well, Satan tried. He challenged. But it is written, man should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So God's got to perform that. Because he shouldn't have said unless he meant it. He meant it, thereby he performed it. So within a month and a half, you're talking about it went from 217 and they said, oh, it went down to four. No, not four, 12. And then, oh, it went down to four. Oh, uh, now the last couple of times, 0 0.1, undetectable. You know, and they're like, oh, look, the medication's working. Medication. I tell doctors all the time, you are nothing but a Band-Aid. I said, I'm going to tell you who you are, and then I'm going to tell you who I am. I said, you are a doctor. You are a Band-Aid to terminal and chronic that you say live with it and die. Mm -hmm. But I have a Savior. I have a Lord. His name is Jesus. He doesn't say, oh, just live with it and die. Just be happy. Oh, go in peace. No, he said, by my stripes, you're healed. He is a God that is for me and not against me. And he's not a band-aid. He's a healer. Amen. Get rid of it, God. And I always say to him, uh, I don't remember you walking down here with cancer. <laughs> I don't remember that your disciples had to pray for you. <laughs> so if he's a temple of the living God, cancer doesn't belong to him. Amen. And if I get anything, even a headache, by your stripes, I'm healed. I'm going to put some word on it. The same as somebody's going to put an antibody to it. I'm going to put word on it because I need this gone. I need it out of my life. I need it out of my children. I need it out of my husband. I need it gone. It doesn't belong to us. The word of God belongs to us. Jesus belongs to us. The blood belongs to us. The cross, yes, yes, the finished yes. work of the cross of Christ belongs unto us. Yes. Sickness and disease is not of God and it's not mine. Even people sin. Sin requires a payment. You got to pay for sin. Who paid the price? Jesus. Jesus paid it. And that's one thing I do have to say when we were messianic that I highly learned that I finally realized and, and settled in that I love my Christian uh, covenant. With the Old Testament and living by the law, 613 commandments, not 10, 613 commandments, all the way from Genesis to Malachi. If you break one commandment, you broke all 613 commandments. That's why it pointed that you need a savior. Mm -hmm. And then the savior came, Jesus, and said, Two commandments offer the base of one word, love. God so loved the world.
that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So love the Lord thy God, all thy heart, all thy soul, all thy might. My covenant. Love your neighbor like you love yourself, like I've loved you. Two commandments that I can fulfill because of Jesus Christ. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And through his might, I can live that covenant. Amen. And I learn, I thank God for the covenant that I have. I love all Israel. I love my Jewish brothers. You're the seed of Abraham by faith. And I love all of that. But I love what Jesus did. He simplified it. And we walk in that covenant. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. So look, turn over with me to Jeremiah 9. Jeremiah right after Isaiah. Jeremiah chapter 9. You need to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. There's nothing, he said, apart from me, you can do nothing. And you can't. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Jeremiah chapter 9. God is a good God. There is nothing he has left undone when it comes to you. And when it comes to the things of God. He's not left it undone. Jeremiah chapter 9. Verse 23, thus saith the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Why? Because all wisdom comes from above and wisdom is the principal thing. It says, don't let the wise man glory in his wisdom. It's the wisdom of God you need. Amen. When I don't know something, when I don't know how to do something, it's the wisdom of God that I need. So I'll glory in his wisdom. And neither let the mighty man glory in his might, which I've been saying. It's not by power. It's not by might. It's by my uh, spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. So I don't need to glory it be glorying in my might. What might do I have? He said, you can't make you can't even make your height an extra cubic. You can't even make your hair black or white. You don't have any power like that. And Satan and them demons have more power in their little pinky than we do as humans. But God. See, I love this about God because God trumped Lucifer before he even got started. When it comes to a human being, they have a spirit. What portion did God go after when it comes to us as the creation he went after our spirit. What does he own? The spirit. Satan can't deal with your spirit. He can't touch it because you belong to Jesus. So he said, okay, he'll get in your mind. He'll mess with your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions. But I got the word to handle that. And oh, he'll come around and he'll mess with your body. You know, but by my stripes, she'll be healed. But he took the best part and Satan can't touch it. And I love that about God. One of my favorite books is Job. Job is the first book written. And I love it because Satan does not have instant audience with God. You know who has instant audience with God? You. You don't have to wait for the sons of God. You don't have to wait 
to have an usher and be called by God to come forth to talk to him. Instantly, call upon me and I will answer you. Satan don't get that. None of them get that in the dark side. They got to wait on God. I love the book of Job. And then you look at this because we are instruments in the master's hand. Somebody's the master. You're an instrument in the master's hand. Your master is Jesus. But you're the instrument in the master's hand. And you need to be careful who's mastering your life. Because I once had this lady, and uh, she was a, a bishop. <laughs> she was talking, and she was just all over reprimanding me about stuff. And, oh, you're like this, and oh, you're like that. And I kept looking at her like, God, why does she keep saying I'm like that? God, why does she even think I thought that? I didn't think that. That was never a thought of mine. And she kept on saying this. And from above, God is saying, do you hear him? What did I say she was? Or her? <laughs> he keeps saying, do you hear him? And I, God was so stern, serious. I was like, yes, Lord. And I'm just talking to God through my thoughts. Yes, Lord, I hear him. And she's going off, just coming after me with every knife she could knife me with. And I'm like, God, I didn't think that. God, I didn't say that. God, I don't even believe that. <laughs> and he kept saying, do you hear him in my spirit? That's what he kept saying. I was like, yes, Lord, I hear him. And finally, after she did a couple of things, I finally said, Lord, who's the him? <laughs> I'm listening to a her. And he said from the depths of my spirit, the accuser of the brethren. Who he was mad. And I was like, and every time he would say, do you hear him? I laughed. So I know she thought I was crazy. Every time he said, I would answer very politely with God. And I started laughing because she's a her. And he keeps asking me, do I hear him? And I'm laughing. I'm like, oh, my God. Because you're an instrument in the master's hands. She's in position of ministry. And then you don't realize that you're an instrument in the master's hands, Satan's hands. Mm. You don't even realize that. Life and death is the power of the tongue. God's not joking when he said that. That was not uh, if you choose to use it. No, life and death is the power of the tongue. God produced things from, and God said. Look at Genesis 1. God said, God made, God, you know, whatever he did. You're creating his image. What you say comes out of your mouth, you're producing. Your today's is from your yesterdays and what has always progressed into your life. But you are forming your own world through your mouth. I went to a Word of, word of Life in uh, Hawaii, Pastor Arden Kuna Sepulveda. And when I first got there, I met a girl that was uh, Usher. And I used to have this statement growing up, didn't think much of it. And I said, you know, that just really kills me. And she would look at me and just go, and I said, oh, that just really kills me. And she said, Paulette, uh, you need to die? You want to die? <laughs> I said, what? I said, why did you say that? She said, you keep saying and declaring and decreeing 
that everything just really kills you. And I looked at her, my eyes got so big. I was like, oh my God, from that day on, I never said it again. Because what you declare, you decree, can get established. You watch your mouth. You watch your words. Out of the buns of your heart, your mouth speaks. You have to watch your words. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Watch your words. Someone that I had met through that church was Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts, he, when he was alive, he watched words that were just simple things. And every word was something that he watched his words continuously and what his words were producing on how he was saying something, how something needed to be said, how other people were saying it. And he, he was a very tall man, but he just kept on with, you know, don't say that. You know, don't do that like that. And yet, even in a description of a person, he would just tell you, no, that's the wrong way to say that. He watched his words continuously, what he said, because you don't want to produce that. You don't want that produced, and you have the ability to do what God does and what he did. You have that power. So be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord. You're in the Lord and the power of his might. You will produce that from your mouth and you don't want to produce that. And so now I want you to turn over. Oh, we didn't finish the uh, nine, Jeremiah nine. And we'll go to uh, verse 24. And it says, um, well, let's finish verse 23. Let the mighty man glory in his might. And let not the rich man glory in his riches. It's not being rich that you can glory in. He said it's easier for, the eye, for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than it is for a rich man to reach heaven. Now, Rabbi explained that to us. He said there literally is a gate called the eye of the needle. He says, so when they load, he said, this is what that scripture means. When they load the camel with all of the heavy stuff they have to carry, you get to the eye of the needle. The camel has to get down on its knees, its four knees, the four legs. And then they take everything off the camel. And then the camel has to crawl through the eye of the needle. So he said, that's the meaning of that scripture. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle. As they move through, then you bring all the stuff and put it back on the camel on the other side of the eye of the needle gate. He said, that's what that scripture means. Then for a rich man to enter heaven. Why? Because a rich man won't unload. He won't throw away all his wealth. He won't give all his wealth to the poor. He won't do that. So it's easier for a camel to unload and crawl through the eye of the needle and then be reloaded as they enter into Jerusalem or into Israel. Amen. Amen. So I want to go over to Psalms 27. Let's go to the left. Psalms 27, verse 1. Psalms 27. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I want the strength that I find, unlimited power that's in God, in Jesus, our Lord. 
Psalms 27 verse 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation, of whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? This was David's remedy to fear. Fear, in 2 Timothy 1.7, it tells you God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. You have to operate in the power. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. You've got to operate in that power. So he is our light and our salvation. Who are we supposed to fear? The opposite of fear is faith. The opposite of faith is fear. And so if you're not operating in faith, and it takes grace and faith to stand. If you're not operating in faith, then you're operating in fear. But yet you've got power available. Power and a sound mind available. You've got life available. You've got Jesus available. You've got everything available to you. Everything has been made available to you. You're not lacking anything. But you've got to learn to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Philippians 4.13. And I know most of you probably know that. Philippians 4.13. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We gain strength by trusting God no matter what happens. We thank you for tuning in and listening to this message with evangelist pastor Paulette Williams, the guest of Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Tune in tomorrow as we continue with part three of Be Strong in the Lord and in the Power of His Might. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.